So Herbert Jackson tells the story about when uh, he became uh, a missionary. He's a brand new missionary. He gets to his post and he's given this car to use. But the car is one of those where you have to push it off to get it started. I've had a car like that before. So he comes up with this great plan. There was a school not too far from his home. And so he went in and he got permission um, to, to borrow some kids uh, every morning to come out and help him push his car off so he could get started. And then once he started his day, he would either park on a hill so that he could just roll down and, and, and jump start it, or he would, just, he would just leave his car running uh, if there wasn't a hill available. So for two years, this worked beautifully for him. Well, um, he got sick, and so uh, he, he had to take a break. New missionary comes, and Herbert is explaining, kind of proudly, uh, to this new missionary uh, about the car and about his ingenious plan, you know, about how to use this car. Well, while he's making this explanation, um, the new guy opens up the hood, and he looks under the hood, and he interrupts uh, before he's even finished explaining the process. He says, Mr. Jackson, he's like, I think your problem is just this loose cable. And so he, he tightens the cable, gets in the car, flips the switch, and the engine roars to life. It's crazy. So for two years, there was this, this needless procedure, uh, all because uh, of a loose connection. Well, in our, in our text for today, Jesus gives a warning to his disciples. And he says, there are going to be people, religious people, who are going to kick you out of the synagogues. Um, he says, they're eventually even going to kill you. And the crazy thing about this is Jesus says that they're going to, they're going to be doing this as an act of worship to God. And Jesus says that reason is they don't know the Father and they don't know me. I have a serious loose connection or maybe no connection at all. Now the scary thing is, it's like I think a lot of times um, there can be some serious trouble going on um, and, and I don't even know it. You know, but, but the mechanic knows it. Like the mechanic knows the engine knows what it's supposed to look like, knows what it's supposed to sound like. My mechanic knows um, when, when my truck is not running the way that it should be running. And he'll tell me about it. The, the truck will, will tell me what's, uh, the mechanic, excuse me, will tell me what's wrong with my truck. Will also tell me uh, how I need to take care of my truck. Uh, not only the things that need to be fixed, but the things that I need to do. So. That I, that I can keep going. So in a sense, uh, the mechanic is the keeper of my engine. Well, that's kind of like what Jesus is saying in our text, too. In John 16, verse 8, he's talking about what the Holy Spirit will do. So, it says, just when the Spirit comes, the advocate or the helper, the, the Spirit will... Um, convince the world wrong about sin or the Greek there is also will convict the world of sin now, I, I don't know what your experience uh, has, has been with this but for me it's kind of varied you know sometimes um, 
it's 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 subtle. Um, maybe even feels kind of kind of gentle nudge uh, or, or awareness, kind of like the the dashboard indicator. You know, like the ones that come on with, without a whole lot of fanfare. So it's almost like I see it out of the corner of my eye that that my tire pressure is low um, and 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 I need to you know check my tire pressure. But sometimes, you know, it's not that small, subtle feeling of guilt or shame or awareness. Um, sometimes it's like full-blown, obvious guilt. It's, it's like the dashboard indicator that, that, that tells me that I'm about to run out of gas. And so it's bright orange with an exclamation point and covers up, the, you know, covers up kind of the whole space so that you can't miss it. Or the engine overheating uh, gauge, you know, it, it goes all the way over into the red. Or maybe it's just, you see the black smoke coming out of the front from under the hood and, and you don't have any any choice but to, but to pull over. Um, you know, the second part of that, John 16, verse 8, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will convince the world uh, about what's right or convict the world of, of righteousness. And that's important too. You know, it's like my, my fuel indicator. Uh, when my when my fuel indicator, you know, tells me that it's full, well, that's encouraging. You know, that uh, that that tells me that uh, I can keep going. Um, so, like, the Holy Spirit will will encourage me, will encourage us, and will let us know um, the right things to do too. You know, so like for example, maybe you've had this experience, a lot of you, like when you do something, like you give a whole Saturday, um, you know, to work with the homeless community or to work at Haywood Christian Ministries or to, or to build a, a habitat house. Like you get to the end of the day and you're feeling tired, but like man, you're feeling so good. Like there's just something in your soul that's like, that's the best way I could have spent my day. Um, or, you know, when I give 20 bucks, no strings attached, you know, to, to the guy that's clearly down and out, and you know, and, and he's he's asking for food. Um, like I just know that was the right thing to do. Or when I forgive someone who has wronged me, like, even though they haven't asked for my forgiveness, the Holy Spirit lets me know, like that was the right path, that was the right thing. My soul is, is filled with those kinds of, of affirmations. And you know, like, it's important not only for me to know what not to do, I, I need to know what to do. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit does that. Like, the Holy Spirit is the keeper of my soul. But this is the thing. Like, I have to be in the garage. Like, my truck has to be in the garage. And I need to take my soul there, too. Hurry is the great enemy of the soul. That's what John Ortberg says in his book, Title Soul Keeping. 
and I know it to be true. You know, sometimes we just have to stop driving, park the car, turn off the engine, put your soul in the garage. God is in the restoration business. You know, Psalm 23 is a beloved psalm. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. I thought about rewriting Psalm 23 and, and do something like, um, the Lord is my mechanic. I shall not end up in the scrapyard kind of thing. I don't know, that's, that's just a really bad idea. So I, I just wanted to, um, to read Psalm 23. It's only six verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. And then there's that line in verse 4. Um, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. Or, you know, the, uh, the version that we've memorized. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death or something like that. I won't have fear. I'll have peace. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. Um, the psalmist says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, I think of the Holy Spirit stuff there. Like, uh, sometimes there's this, this tap or a little more than that. Like, we, we got to turn this thing around. We, we got to go the right way. You know, the, the staff is God's guidance in that and in all of that there's this this sense of, of peace my soul is at peace even when the valley is, is dark verse 5 you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies I'm like wow like I kind of saw um, in this verse with, with fresh eyes um, I don't know why I always thought about this verse like you're preparing a feast for me in the presence of my enemies, kind of like my enemies can see how good I've got it. Um, but I don't think that's it. I think you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, like my enemies are at the table. It's this, the beauty and the peace that comes with reconciliation. Like I'm not fighting with you anymore. We're reconciled. And I know from experience, and maybe you do too, that when I'm able to come to you and ask forgiveness, or whenever I'm able to give forgiveness, like there aren't words to describe the healing that happens there. It's, it's crazy. It's God caring for our souls. You anoint my head with oil. See, we've talked about the importance of, of changing the oil, you know. Um, I don't know anointing my hair with oil anointing has this uh, it, it carries this sense of a priest is anointed to serve or a king is anointed to serve 
this, this idea that my soul is alive when God helps me to be who God created me to be and who God has called me to be um, when, when I'm at my best. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. You know, uh, Becky's going to uh, talk about that at some point, about it's good to be in the house of the Lord, to go on our Sunday drive. Um, but the garage, one of the lights just came off. The garage, it's, it's one of the rooms in God's house too. So, uh, some years ago, my truck started acting funny. I, I could tell. I could tell that something was wrong. It was. It was making these funny noises. Um, Ross uh, drove it, and he came home. He's like, Dad, there's something wrong with your truck. Um, he said, It kind of feels like you know when you're fishing and and you're getting a bite on your line. He says it's kind of like that. You know, it, it's it's skipping and jumping like that. I'm like, Yeah, I know. So, um, I took it to my friend uh, Darren Redmond. Uh, Darren, uh, he owns Redmond's uh, Automotive um, in Swannanoa, and he's a friend. Um, his son Paul and my son Joey, they were they were on the wrestling team together, and so we spent a lot of time in the stands, you know, watching our boys wrestle. And um, anyway, uh, Darren uh, listened to me. He drove my truck around. Uh, he he hooked it up to the computer, and so he calls me up and he says. Um, you know, I got some good news and bad news. Mechanics will do that. <laughs> like, the good news is, I figured out what's wrong. The bad news is, there's a whole lot that's wrong. You know, so there was timing chain stuff and water pump stuff and fuel injector stuff, which is what was causing it to feel like I was fishing and something was biting at the line. Um, and that was all stuff that, that I couldn't fix myself. Um, so it cost me a whole lot of money. <laughs> You know, when we're in the garage, God meets us here, and God restores us, and heals us, and forgives us, and aligns us, and fuels us. But it almost always costs something, you know? I, I've got to make a, a sacrifice of some sort. Like, like, like we've said, maybe it's, uh, there's some things that I, I, I've got to stop doing. There, there are some habits that maybe I need to give up. But there's the flip side of that too. Like, there, there are some new habits in my life that I need to engage, some new disciplines, some new practices. You know, I need to, I need to, to be in the garage, which is kind of a, a com comfortable, place, a comfort zone. But God's got stuff for me to do. I, I've got to get out of my comfort zone and drive. we got to drive.
So last week I was driving and on my dashboard, the maintenance required Zoom light. Well, this week, it now says every time I turn on my truck, uh, maintenance required. I'm like, what's going on? I know I just got my oil changed. The truck is, is driving perfectly. Like, I don't have time for this. I, I'm, I'm too busy. But I know that if I don't pay attention to what the dashboard tells me, then I mean, eventually I can end up on, on the side of the road or, or even worse. So as we go today, as, as we leave the garage, as we put the car in drive and, and take off, my prayer for us is, is that we'll go with some deep sense and keen awareness of the Spirit's presence and the Spirit's movement. Like what is the Holy Spirit telling us to do, to, to stop and to go and to be? Because I know that when we do that, we'll go, not just from this place, but every place that we go, with, with the love and the peace of Christ our Lord. God bless you and go into peace of God.